What's up, guys? My name is Sabrina, and I get to be one of the hosts for this podcast on fire. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. I'm excited for this episode. But before we get into this episode, if you haven't checked out last episode, I updated you guys about how my life has been going, how God's been moving and showing up in my life. If you guys are wanting to know about that, go ahead and check that out before you listen to this one. Also, I did mention in the last episode of the method me and Stephanie are going to be trying. Hopefully, this plan goes and works out very well. So if you want more clarity or more clarification on that, please go check out the last episode before we dive into today. Well, for those who are new here, for those who are coming back, welcome. I'm excited for you guys to be here listening to my amazing voice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but I'm so glad that you guys are here because we're going to be diving into some good word today. As you can tell by the title, we are going to be talking about the life by the Spirit. It's pretty much in this episode, the topics are going to kind of be about the difference between the acts of the flesh and the acts of the Spirit, also known as fruit of the Spirit. A lot of you may have heard fruit of the Spirit, a lot of you may not have heard of it or exactly more debt or more detailed about it so that's what i'm here for today i'm here to dive into this fruit of the spirit acts of the spirit whatever you like to call it life by the spirit so yeah i'm excited we can find this in galatians 5 16 26 we're just gonna dive right in you know no time wasting you know when i get into god's word i like to just dive right in i don't really like to sugarcoat you know i like to just get right into it i'm so excited to share this word with you guys so like i said we're gonna be in galatians 5 16 26 so first uh, my kind of idea was just to go over fruit of the spirit my idea was just to go over the nine you know life by the spirit and then as i started reading more above that kind of section um the the verses up there i was like you know what this is very important just to talk about this whole section you know to name out what our fleshly desires you know what 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 the world desires you know because our flesh is of the world you know so i wanted to kind of go over and kind of name those things as well because like I said I was only going to do fruit of the spirit but I'm like you know what no Serena I was like let's do something more let's actually dive into today's word and you know and get more deep with it and more analyzation with it so I thought this was very cool to share so like I said Galatians 5 16 26 if you are able to pull out a bible or pull it up on your phone using the bible app go ahead I would love for you guys to read along with me but for those who are probably driving while listening to this or maybe busy cleaning or whatever that's where maybe maybe just kind of listen to my amazing voice not but um just kind of I will be reading the verses so you can just kind of listen to me on that but for those who are able to have a bible in front of them or using your phone i would love for you guys to read along with me i like to read niv so niv mostly i read nlt but the bible that i have is niv so yeah so we're going to be breaking it down each section so what i like to do is that each verse i read i like to break it down break down each verse because i don't want to miss what god's trying to tell me in each and every verse because the bible is just filled with so much so much knowledge and wisdom and it's live and active so like each verse can mean so like for so many things it could speak in so many ways so i really like to break down each verse it may seem like I might take 5,000 years, but I promise I won't. It's just there's so many things that the Holy Spirit wants me to say, you know, and I'm not going to be disobedient. I'm going to say it, and I'm just going to go with the flow. And if I get off topic, I'm so sorry. But, like, I I literally just got off topic, but let's just go. So we're going to be reading um, verses 16 through 18. Now, this is talking about walking in the Spirit and how that looks like and how that 
goes against the flesh. So verse 16 in Galatians 5, it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So, obviously, some of you may have interpreted, like, oh, I get it. But some of you may not interpret it very well. So, that's what I'm here for. So, verse 16 says, walk by the Spirit. What does it mean to walk by the Spirit? First, meaning that the Holy Spirit lives in you. That the, the, the same Spirit that raised God, Jesus from the dead lives in you. Second, it means to be open and sensitive to the influence of the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean? It means to allow yourself to accept that the Holy Spirit is there to guide you and protect you, to convict you, to pretty much tell you from right from wrong and what not to do and what to do in your walk with Christ. So we have to be open and sensitive to the fact that the Holy Spirit is here within us to guide us into our daily path. And third, it's be it means to pattern your life after the influence of the Holy Spirit. So, for example, if I'm going to some place and I'm not fully aware that I'm supposed to be there or if I'm doing something and I'm not fully aware that I'm not supposed to be doing that the Holy Spirit will convict me now for those who don't know what convicting means it's like some sort of guilt like um it's that feel of guilty like dang should I I don't know if I should be doing this like it kind of goes against what God is telling me not to do and you know even though it don't, may not say word by word it will say in the Bible somewhere where it's kind of like an inference of what um God is trying to tell you and it's just an, it's that sort of guilt. So after you feel that sort of conviction, that guilt from the Holy Spirit, after the Holy Spirit teaches you, hey, I don't need you to be doing that, or that's not of God, or you should probably stay away from that just from temptations, or how you're going to cross that line into leading and opening doors of the enemy, then it's more like, okay, I'll step away from it. And then you let that influence on your life where now you already know not to step back into it. Now you already know to be like, okay, that wasn't of me. And you can also tell others like, hey, I got convicted. But like I said, every relationship with God is different. So not every conviction is going to be the same for everybody. Again, I went off topic, but <laughs> that's just like I say. So walking in spirit, meaning first, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Be open and sensitive to the influence of the Holy Spirit. And after the influence of the Holy Spirit, pattern your life that way. Because like I said, the Holy Spirit was given to us to guide us, to protect us throughout our day. And to continue the walk of path that Jesus has provided for us. So we can also tell when someone walks in the Spirit. Because they will look a lot like Jesus based on how someone lives their life through and by actions and words. That's why I always say it's important that as a Christ follower, as a on fire for Christ follower, we need to act and be more like Jesus. We need to walk the path that Jesus led, that Jesus lived. Because a lot of a lot of people are gonna be looking at there's a lot of people watching, there's a lot of people looking at us, listening to us, and we need to reflect Jesus in our lives. Now I'm not saying put it on for show or do it outwardly. Inwardly, you will be able to see a change inside of you and that would reflect your outer image. I'm not talking about your good looks or you you know the fits or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the inner and it will show on the outside. We'll get more into that kind of depth. But um let's just dive into verse 17 where it says for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. 
Now, I don't know about y'all, I'm kind of, you know, slow on some words. You know, big words to me are kind of confusing. So I had to look up the word contrary. That's what it says in NIV, but I don't know what it says in NLT, KJV, or the New King James Version. So I don't know what that word may translate, but I looked it up in meaning, the, it's meaning opposite or against. So I kind of just substi substituted that word with contrary and I got meaning the flesh desires what is against or opposite of the spirit and what the spirit desires is against or opposite of the flesh. It's pretty much a battle between the spirit and our flesh and it's a hard hard battle because like I said our flesh is of the world and our spirit is God. The Holy Spirit that is in us is Jesus is God so it is constantly a battle constantly a battle with our flesh and spirit. But as I, like I said, it's always important to read different versions of the Bible. And as I have this other Bible, it's like a contemporary language type thing. So in this one, in that exact same verse, verse 17, it says, You cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Now about y'all, when I read that, I was like, oh, dang, you got me there, God. And reading this verse, it kind of reminded me of Matthew 6, 24, where it says, No one can serve two masters. Either you would hate the one and love the other, or you would be devoted to one and despise the other. And then the finishing of that verse, it says, you cannot, you cannot serve God and serve finance. Now, I know this, this specific verse is about money and financial problems, but honestly, this could mean anything to me. You cannot serve the flesh and serve the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like it says, you either hate one and love one. You will be devoted to one and give less time to one. So like I'm saying, if you're living in the world, you're living with the flesh. You're doing whatever your flesh tells you to do, whatever the enemy is telling you to do. When I mean my enemy, I mean the devil, the demons, whatever. <laughs> if you heard dogs, sorry, it could be my dog or the neighbors. But like I was saying, you could be letting the enemy take over your flesh because that is part of the world. Remember, we're only here temporarily. You know, when we ascend to heaven, for those who are going to heaven, when we ascend up there, we're going to be completely changed. Our body changed. Everything will be changed. So like I said, this body is only temporary. This body, our flesh is only part of, is part of the world and is only here temporarily. So like I said, it's always a battle between the flesh and the spirit. But like it says in verse 16, where it says, when we walk in the spirit, when we allow the Holy Spirit to influence us and to change our life, when we fully accept it and open and are open and sensitive to it, we naturally won't feel the desires of our flesh. I know for me, a big temptation in one mind would be cussing or saying dirty jokes or saying inappropriate things that I shouldn't be saying and just doing things that weren't of God. You know, one of them would be vaping, you know. Um, I know for me, it was it took me a while to let go of vaping but as I got closer to God and as I allowed the Holy Spirit to come into me and allowed the Holy Spirit to take over my life and to guide me, to tell me, be my teacher of this world, then I started to flee. I started to like not fiend for that vape or not fiend to cuss or to say ungodly things. You know, I kind of fled from that and it became easy. So now like I don't really need it because a lot of people, okay, sorry, but a lot of people think that temporary things are needed when that's not entirely true. I used to think I needed to cuss to relieve anger or to say it in jokes or to be funny. Like that was needed in my life or vaping when, or not even vaping, but other people who drink and do drugs. That's only temporary because like the next day they'll probably wake up with a hangover or they'll probably wake up with a bad headache or whatever that case may be. 
that was only temporary in that time. But the next day, they're going to feel that pain again. They're going to feel that sorrow, that sadness, that depression, that anxiety, the loneliness. They're going to feel that all the next day. But with God, every day, you won't feel that anymore. You won't feel depressed or you won't feel like you need drugs or alcohol in your body to feel trauma or pain or childhood stuff. No, with God... It will go away. Now, I'm not saying the next morning, if you give your life to Christ, and then the next day, everything will be gone. No. Miracles happen, but healing is a process. It's all about patience for you and timing with God, that you allow his time be done here instead of everything on your timing, which we can talk about that in a different subject. Like I said, I went on, ranted, whatever, but that was just the Holy Spirit flowing. But like I said, verse 16 through 17, um, verse 16 through 18 which pretty much talking about how walking in the spirit and how it could be a battle between the flesh and the spirit and how we need to be fully devoted and be opening and sensitive to the Holy Spirit and allowing that to move in our lives. Now, I know I said in the beginning that we're going to be talking about the acts, difference between the acts of the flesh and the acts of the spirit, how we know exactly what is of God and what is not from God. So in verses 19, 21, in still Galatians 5, verses 19, 21, it, it names each things of acts of the flesh. Now, there could be more things, but these are the things that the Bible has told me. Like I said, this is in the NIV version. I don't know what it says in King James or NLT or whatever that sort, but this is what it says here. It says acts of the flesh. Now, I'm not going to read the verses, but if you want to, you go ahead. I'm just going to categorize them because honestly, doing this research, and looking this up information up for you guys, I didn't even know these were categorized as different kinds of sins, which I think is very important. If you'd like to note take, go ahead and note take things down. If not, then you can just listen again. <laughs> so, um, in verse nine, in verse nineteen, the acts of the flesh are like sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. I hope I'm saying these right: idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and all that sort. Now, there are four different kinds of sins that they had categorized. So these are the sensual sins. Sensual sins are relating to sex. So these are like sexual immorality, meaning adultery, fornication, impurity, lewdness, and debauchery. If you guys want me to go more in detail, I could do it separately, or you guys can just look that up for yourselves. But these are all relating to sex, meaning having... An intimate relationship with someone who is married or if you're married and you're cheating on your spouse or bodily pleasure like sensual pleasures to your body and um, sex before marriage and just all that all those types of sins are acts of the flesh and we can talk about what can replace those in just a little bit longer and just a little bit so the next one is religious sins now religious sins are relating to seeking the wrong spiritual power now this one is a big one also along with sensual sins but i feel like this one is a big one in my eyes because it involves idolatry witchcraft or sorcery now idolatry is a big one just because in different religions i would know because once like i said in the first first episode of this podcast i was raised catholic so i was raised to pray to the saints to pray to the apostles to worship the apostles the virgin mary the everything like i was any statue, any idol that was placed up, I was taught that we were supposed to wait to praise them, to pray to them. But I never knew why we had to do that. But now I know, like, 
though that was of sin we're not supposed to be worshiping these idols we're not supposed to be worshiping the virgin mary for god is a jealous god he even says in the bible god is a jealous god for he's the only one that deserves the praise and glory because if we're being honest the apostles and the disciples they just did what jesus did they just did what jesus taught them to do they they did it through the power of the holy spirit through the power of jesus christ and god so that's why i said in my last episode that when people come to be like, oh, Sabrina, thank you so much. I'm like, don't thank me, thank the Lord. Because he, I wouldn't have been able to do what I was supposed to do with you or to pray for you or whatever that situation may be, but it was of God. I did that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not me, not the power from me. And I feel like that's where a lot of people get mixed up of idolatry and witchcraft and sorcery where people think, oh, there's good witches. There's no such thing as good witches because at the end of the day, you're still getting the wrong power from the enemy, the devil. And that's where the enemy comes and confuses you thinking, Oh, you know what? That is of God. You're a good witch. No, there's no such thing as good witches. All witchcraft, all witches, all sorcery are bad. Idolatry in general is bad. Those are called religious sins because they are seeking the wrong power, the spiritual power, and they should only be seeking God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Trinity is who they should be seeking. Now, the next category is people sins. They have it like in quotation marks. So people sins. And this is relating to how we treat others. Now, this is also a good one because not a good one, but <laughs> it's bad. But it's good to talk about because a lot of this is just it. It's just crazy how there's so many traits from the enemy, so many spirits from the enemy, how we can affect people on how we treat them. And that is hatred, discord. Um, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, and murders. Now, I know there's a lot, a lot of jealousy, or there could be a lot of envy in this world. And it's just crazy on how we each other, like, treat each other. And in the Bible, it says our our enemy isn't flesh by flesh. You know, we don't fight flesh, flesh on flesh. You know, we always fight against the spirit, the enemy spirits. You know, those demons, we fight against spiritual battles, not flesh, flesh. So I struggled this one a lot, not envy or jealousy, but by the fact I'm always arguing with people, you know, especially soccer games. You know, recently I just had a soccer game. You know, there was a lot of people who through attitude and back in my day, you know, I would have, you know, spoke my spoke. I would talk my talk. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm new change in Christ where I'm just like, you know what? There's no point in arguing with you. One, you're my brother, sister in Christ. I'll pray for you. Don't worry about it. I'll pray for your attitude. I'll pray that. God would change you, you know what I'm saying? But I see there's no point in arguing anymore because my battle isn't with my brother, sister, and Christ. It's with the enemy. I'm always having to fight against the enemy and his and the devil's attacks and the demons that try to lure yourself in. It's just we try not try not to battle against your brother, sister, and Christ by flesh. The human human. Do not our battles aren't against each other in this world. It's against the enemy. It's against the spiritual battles. So I feel like that is something maybe you may be struggling with one of these categories. And I just pray and hope that you guys um, open your eyes to see that your battle isn't with your brother, sister in Christ whatsoever. Now, the next one is called social sins. And this is relating to company of others. This is also another one where it's drunkenness and reveries. I hope I'm saying this right. But drunkenness is a big 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 one that's why i know me and stephanie did talk about this before and a couple episodes back where it's letting negative people go and a lot of people may have taken that as you know what negative people as in like people who are rude to us or ugly to us or who make these little marks no we mean by negative people we mean by people who aren't influencing you on the walk of christ 
who aren't encouraging you to pray, read your Bible. That's why we always say company is a big, big one. I know in the Bible, it was also played in the chosen bit. In the Bible, it talks about a woman who had a friend who was paralyzed from the waist down. And she and as Jesus was preaching, um, she tried to bring him up. And there was a big crowd. So she was like, you know what? There's no way. And through this crowd, there's no way I can get to him, to Jesus. So she took him on the roof of the house. They lowered the man down. And Jesus looked up at her. And he said, you have beautiful now, why am I talking about this? Was well, because the people you surround yourself with are going to be able to encourage you and to show that faith. My, what I'm, <laughs> it's all confusing in my head. Like I'm trying to get the words out, but pretty much, it's very, very important because of her. If she didn't have the faith, that man would not be healed. That's why it is important to surround yourself, to find company who will be able to do exactly that exactly that she brought him to jesus because he needed help he needed to be healed he needed to be healed physically but in other circumstances i don't know if this is for you but there are a lot of people who need to be healed emotionally from trauma physically mentally from anxieties or depressions that's why i always think that company good company as in um as in christ-like minded people is very very important to find that because if you're struggling with something, I know for me, I'm not going to go to my worldly friends and be like, hey, you know, this girl did me wrong or this guy did me wrong. They're going to say, you know, go back at them. They're going to say things that are not from the Bible. They're going to say things that are not of God. And it's going to influence me to be like, you know, you're so right. Forget that person. Da -da 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 -da, and say things I'm not supposed to be saying. That's why it is very, very important to surround yourself with people. Like whenever I'm going through situations, I reach out to my mom my four sisters you know because they're all christ-like minded i'm going to be going to them i'm not going to go to worldly people because i know that when i go to these christ-like mind followers when i get advice from them they're, it's going to be coming from the bible it's going to be coming from the holy spirit so that's why i know i went on a whole rant about that one but i feel like drunkenness is a big one where it leads to temptations and another one for temptations is if you're with people or have friends who know you struggle with this and yet they don't really encourage you to be like oh it's okay she's she's a christian and he's a christian that's not really you know it's just the fact that you you are still around that and you're not supposed to be around it now i'm saying isolate yourself i'm saying to step away from them and when you become stronger and stronger in christ and not as a baby christian i'm also not saying go back to them and be all buddy buddy no because i, I know for me Whenever I stepped up from a baby Christian to, you know, I'm getting there and I'm I'm pretty firm with my temptations. I don't really feel tempted or what my flesh desire wants. You know, like I said in verse 16, we won't naturally feel that. I naturally didn't feel like I needed the stuff I needed. That still didn't make me go back with my friends. It still didn't want me to go with them because I wanted to be with my Christ-like followers. Now I'm saying, oh, forget them. I'm I'm better than them. No, what I'm saying is that obviously i pray for them <laughs> what i'm saying is that i kind of keep a distance i keep a distance i still talk here and there but not as buddy buddies i used to that's why these social sins are very very important because of the company you surround yourself with and just all that now <laughs> i probably went on way off topic on that but that's just honestly how i feel i feel like just saying it all you know sharing and kind of encourage you guys with this stuff but now we talked about acts of the flesh. Now we're going to be talking about acts of the spirit, also known as fruit of the spirit. And this is found in verses 22 to 23. In Gal still in Galatians 5, where 
fruit oh i forgot to mention hold up let's just go back because <laughs> whoa slowing down all right at the end of verses 19 to 21 it says in verse 21 it says i warn you as i did before that those who live like this we're talking about acts of the flesh relating sexual sins religious sins people sins all that the stuff i just talked about will not inherit the kingdom of god now this verse scares the crap out of me <laughs> it really does because i want to inherit the kingdom of god and i know some of you who may be listening want to inherit the kingdom of god now what i'm saying is that god will always forgive you if you ask for forgiveness one but what I, and a lot of people read this and take it as you know what what's the whole point if i'm if one sin and it could be envy i have envy on someone and it takes one sin and I won't hear anything. And like I said, it is hard because our flesh is of the world. And we're in this worldly world which is full of sin and confusion, guys. And there's just so much confusion where it's like, you know what? What's the whole point in trying with God? What If I struggle with this sin, I'm not going to go to go to heaven go and inherit the kingdom of God. Like, what's the whole point? It No. What it's trying to say is that you need to repent. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to repent and turn away from that sin. Like I said, it is hard as a Christian. Like It's always a battle between the flesh and the spirit, the spirit and the world. Because there's just so much bad influence, so much bad company around us where it's hard to continue our daily path with God. That's why we consistently persevere. We consistently try and train ourselves to go and to keep furthering into the walk of path. The walk and the path that God has prepared for us. I stumbled saying that, but it's fine. So... Okay, that's what I wanted to cover on the last one. But what I'm saying is that you can and you do have a chance to inherit the kingdom of God. You just have to persevere. You can never give up. And if you do, don't let it happen again. Don't let it happen the second day you continue to go and go. Because it will happen when you will fall. But you will get back up on your feet and you will persevere. And I declare that I declare that in the name of Jesus, Dad. For those who are listening under my voice, that you will continue. You will persevere. No matter what the circumstances may look like in your life. Or what temptations or sins that you may be struggling with, you it will flee in the name of Jesus. Those spirits will leave, and you will continue in the walk of path God, and you will inherit the kingdom of God. Just for, for ask for forgiveness and repent. Okay, that's all I have to say on that. Now, we're jumping into verses 22 to 23, and this is talking about the acts of the spirit, also known as fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace forbearance or in other versions um long lasting i think that's what it says kindness and goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control now love let's just <laughs> go from the top love it can mean very very different things it can mean romantically passionately with your partner um with your husband or wife or affectionate and caring where you're just showing love to someone like oh no i got you like just taking care of someone with love or just loving everyone in general, you know, loving your enemy. Now, I'm not talking about loving the enemy as in the devil. Maybe not that. But loving the enemy, like your flesh, you know, that human, that that person that you just can't seem to like. And you're like, you know what, you get on my nerves, but I'm still going to pray for you. Loving them from afar. Loving them and showing them kindness. That if they need prayer, you're going to pray for them. If they need something, you will give them something. Why? Because that's what Jesus would do for you. That's what Jesus would do for you joy joy wherever you go in any circumstances 
Now, I feel like a lot of people, there's, you can be joyful in the morning, wake up, beautiful day. Ooh, yay, praise Jesus, amen, hallelujah. And then there's just that one person who just cuts you off in the middle of the road and you want to give them, you know, the lucky finger. And that's not very joyful. You have to be very joyful and everywhere you go, because if we're being honest, in, in every in every part of the Bible, Jesus was always joyful. Jesus was always in a good attitude where he was just like, you know what, guys, it's fine. You know, he was always positive, which leads us to peace where it's positive peace. In Philippians 4, 7, it says the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So peace, just having positive peace, peace in every circumstance that you have that maybe you've been praying for something and God hasn't answered it yet. Or maybe it's just taking a long time. Find peace in that stream. Or like if you're debating with someone and you're arguing with someone, like I know me, I can't argue with a certain person in my life or not argue, but debate. And I have to walk away because I'm filled with maybe anger or maybe sadness or I'm just upset or disappointed in this person. I have to go and I ask God to fill me with this peace so that I may go about my day. Because if you allow yourself to not feel peace and you allow yourself to feel all these unclean spirits, that gives that gives the enemy a foothold on you. And it opens a door for a lot of us for allowing the enemy to come in and have anger, the spirit of anger, the spirit of this and spirit of that, where we want to cancel that and close that door and close it remainly and always so that the enemy cannot have a foothold nor be into your life. Which goes on to the next one, forbearance or ever long lasting or something like that, which means enable to have patience with any circumstances. And I know a lot of people who struggle with patience. Me, I've never really struggled with patience that much, but there are some things where I'm just not patient about, where I want, especially when it comes to Christ, when I want things to happen or I want God to be moving just a little bit faster, I feel like in that time during, he's teaching me to be patient. And he's also teaching me that I'm a lot of these things are not going to be on my time. And they're do it when he, he does it when I'm ready. So God will do things in your life when you are ready. And a lot of you may think, oh, I am ready. Like, you know, I'm ready for this relationship or I'm ready for this job or I'm ready for this new ministry or whatever circumstance it is that you may look ready. But God's actually hold, putting it on hold because I told a lot of people back in like around me that I, I picture God with his hands out holding so many things for me. And a lot of those things won't be played because I'm not ready. Or I haven't been trying with God. Or I haven't been reading the word or fasting enough. And that may look like the same for you. Where, I, where you picture God holding these things for you. These blessings that he has upon you. And yet you're not ready. Yet you haven't been doing what he's been asking you to do. So he puts it on hold. He's like, you know what Sabrina or whoever I'm speaking. Or the person I'm speaking to now. Whatever your name is. He's saying to wait. He's telling you whenever I think you're ready. Whenever I feel like you've done what I've called you to do, what I want you to do, each blessing will be played for you in your life. That's what I keep reminding myself that it's because I'm not ready or maybe I need to do something or pray about it or where that situation may situation may look like. God has it on hold for a reason. I just remind yourself that God's plans are good for you to prosper, never fail you, never let you down, but they're always there for you. Then the next one is kindness and goodness. They're both kind of the same. They're closely connected. And it's just generosity. It's just if you see someone who's struggling in need of money, food, clothing, your generosity is there. That kindness and goodness is always there to someone. And you're always showing love. 
love, kindness, and goodness. You're always showing careness and just your idea of generosity, which is amazing to have. Next one is faithfulness, which is loyalty to God and to people around you. And this can kind of also go with the love for everybody, that you're faithful to them no matter what. No matter who they look like, what they look like, where they've been, where they came from, you're consistently being loyal to them. Now, I'm not saying bow down at their feet, except for God. I'm not saying bow down to the people of this world and be like, oh, yes, I'm here for you. Whenever you, oh, you need this. I'm not saying actually, you know, be a dog for them. What I'm saying is that if they need something and you're able to help them, be loyal to them. Be kind to them. Be kindness and goodness. Next one is gentleness. Be gentle with your words and actions of others and there's a lot of people who are very blunt there's a lot of people who don't really have empathy upon others where they'll just blurt out things and it could be in a wrong tone or it could be in the wrong way and you didn't mean it that way it's just something we also have to work on on the gentle of our words and our actions of others that we do it out of the goodness of our heart and i know a lot of people who come off very strong but they do it out of love and maybe that's just how they are but I feel like we also need to work on gentleness of our words and actions. That we don't do it to be petty or we don't say it because, oh, I think this person needs to hear it, so I'm going to say it. No, because we need to have sympathy and empathy upon others. We need to think of what others. And I'm not saying care what other people are going to think about you. What I'm saying is that for a Christ-like follower, you need to be gentle with the words and how you say or do things. Because a lot of people may not think like you do and they may take it wrong. And they may think, oh, she's just a butthole. She, you know, this, 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 and that. Ungodly words, you know. So be gentle and and be gentle with your words and actions and how you do things and say things. Because like I said, a lot of people are listening. A lot of people are watching what we do. And a lot of people who are against us are going to be waiting for our little mistakes and be like, you know what, she's not a Christian, he's not a Christian, blah, blah, blah. They are going to call us out on point. Now, I'm not I'm not saying being on your toes and be like, oh, creeping around. But I'm saying is that a lot of people are going to be watching, so we have to be careful in what we say or do as Christ-like people. Next one is self-control. This one's pretty self-explanatory. Self-control on ourselves, not to react in some sort of way, or self-control as in, Temptation wise, you know, if you're going to this thing and you know there's going to be drugs or drinking or things that you struggled with, have self-control. If you know that you need to be somewhere and there's people around you that do things that you struggled with or you've let go of in the past, have self-control. Temptations wise, emotionally wise, maybe even spiritual wise, you know, have self-control on those things. Make sure you contain yourself, contain your emotions, not to act out on emotions, which is a big one in this world. A lot of people act out on their emotions. I would know because I was one of them. I can still struggle with that here and there where I act out on emotions, where if I'm sad, you know, I'm like, okay, forget it, da da da, da. I want to give up. Like, I just kind of think of those things as well. So make sure you have self-control. Self-control is a big one. And like I said, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all referred to Jesus. I know to me, as I was doing this, these are characteristics that Jesus had. And if you really think about it, when Jesus died, three days later, rose again, ascended into heaven, that that spirit ascended into us. That spirit came in with us. So those characteristics that Jesus had was part of the spirit. That is why it's called acts of the spirit, and that's why it's called fruit of the spirit. It's not called fruits of the spirit because the, the spirit only has one th one job. And the fruit of the spirit is not the gifts 
of the spirit, which is a different topic we can talk about later, but it's the will of the spirit. The spirit has one work to do in all of us. That's why it is called fruit of the spirit, not fruits of the spirit, because it's in one. It's like the Holy Trinity. It's like God, three in one. So that's why it's called the fruit of the spirit, not fruits of the spirit, because the spirit has one work to do in all of us. And these nine characters, these traits that are part of the spirit was Jesus. We Are you kind of thinking what I'm thinking? Like, wow, boom, that's kind of crazy. Like, I know when I was reading, I was like, oh, Norway. Like, this, <laughs> this is real. Like, those characteristics that Jesus had is in us. They just need to be nourished. They need to be bloomed. They need to be sprouted. I'm thinking of like a tree, you know, fruits, they're like sprouted, you know, like, boom, wow. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. They need to nourish inside of us. And we need to, like I said in the beginning of this episode, we need to be open and sensitive to allowing the Holy Spirit to take over, to allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us. Because our Holy Spirit is a teacher. It says in Acts that the Holy Spirit is here to teach us. In the book of Acts, it does say that. I don't know exactly where it says it, but I know that it says the Holy Spirit is here to teach us and to guide us and to teach us right from wrong, convict us, and all this good stuff. For the Holy Spirit is here for good. Now, that's kind of the end of this episode where I did want to just talk about the fruits of the, the fruit of the Spirit and the acts of the flesh and how walking in the Spirit, walking with the Spirit, is very, very important because, like I said, a lot of people are looking, and you can also tell on who's walking by the Spirit because they will do what the Holy Spirit tells them to do. So that's why I said it's important to reflect Jesus through you, not outer, not, oh, you know, I'm a Christ, I can then go do some sins private. It's inwardly that counts. Because when God changes you in, 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 innerly, like inside of you, it will reflect on how you are to the Lord. It will show outwardly. But I didn't say, you know, your looks or your outfits or the drip that you may have. No. I'm saying it reflects outwardly, where you're easily to forgive, or easily to love, or show kindness, like the fruit of the spirit, gentleness, self-control, peace, joy, love, forbearance. We're able to show those traits to others, and that will bring people more to the kingdom. We're like, you know what? I want what she or he has. I want what they have. They seem like they got it all together. They seem like they don't feel pain anymore. They feel like that they see a change, and they want that. So to encourage you guys, make sure to walk in the spirit. Because the key of living righteously is walking in the Spirit. To live righteously is to live by the acts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy, love, peace, forbearance, kindness and goodness, for faith, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the key to living righteously. And like I said before, love can overpower the acts of the flesh. Love can overpower the relating to sex, the seeking the wrong spiritual power, the people sins, the social sins. Love will overpower those because love is so strong. God's love is so, so strong. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God's love, grace, and mercy whatsoever. And I just want to end it off on this question is, like I said, it was from a different version. But it says, why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit? And so escape the erotic compulsions of the law-dominated existence. Meaning, why don't you let the spirit lead your life and escape what the worldly, what the worldly things you need, or what the what your flesh desires? Why not escape that and be led by the spirit and be and be filled with freedom in any temptation that you may be going through? That just let that all go and walk in the spirit of God. 
and that's pretty much it for today i probably went and jumped around too much forgive me if i went too fast or was jumping around like crazy and wasn't completely um clear on some things forgive me for that but thank you for listening for those who were listening for the first time or for those who are coming back and listening to another episode i appreciate you guys and i thank you for all your consistency and for the new ones uh welcome again i'm sabrina if you guys want to reach out to me and stephanie our instagrams and all our info will be down in the little description box but again thank you for coming and listening to this episode i thank god for giving me this word and providing me this word for you guys this this was a very very important topic to talk about so i hope you guys interpret this and if you want to go back and listen to this again you're more than glad that you go listen to us again and take some notes or maybe go in galatians 5 verses 16 to 21 or 20 verses 16 to 22 i believe no, <laughs> if you want to go back, go to verses 16 to 23, and that's where I pretty much read. So if you want to go back, go ahead and do that. <clears throat> but again, I thank you guys for listening. If you want um, me or Stephanie to talk about more topics or later in the episodes where you want me to specify exactly what to talk about, I would love to do this. So please reach out and suggest anything. If you want me to bring on guests, I will bring on some guests if you want me to go more in depth about the spiritual warfare or about fasting or praying i would love to do that so please leave your comments and suggestions or text us them through instagram or that sort so yeah thank you for guys god bless you